it's not even that I haven't added it, it's that I've subtracted it. I used to do a lot of that shit back in the day. Um, I don't know, I just, I started putting in more time on the mats and... Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. All right, Aaron, March 31st, you're back. You're back, man. Just back. too long, man. To me, it's been too long since your last fight. What are your thoughts on that? I agree, man. I want to stay active. I was saying last year I wanted to get four or even five fights in, and it didn't happen. So uh, let's hope to do that this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Austin Vanderford, man. You go in there and you mollywop him. That's the word that I describe in that uh-huh. fight. And when you look at a fight like that, and you look at the, the performance, I always look at what did you utilize from your training camp or from drilling that came out in that fight? Did anything come out or was it just you on autopilot? I think that was just me on autopilot, man. The The game plan was to throw a lot of knees and uppercuts up the middle. Uh, and I just kept hitting him with like overhand rights and right hooks. So uh, it was not really anything we worked on, but it worked. And, and I knew that right hand was landing. So I kind of just stuck with it. Did you see anything in his eyes, like during the fight when you hit him, that you felt like, oh, it's it's gonna be over real quick? Well, I dropped him real quick, uh, and I saw him when he stood up, and he he looked like a little bit shook still. So uh, I, I knew he was definitely rocked. I still didn't expect to like drop him again and, and finish him that quickly, um, but I just kept going back to that right hand, and it was there. And uh, yeah, got a got a quick finish. Have you ever been? like clipped in a fight to where like you it kind of shut off for you for a second and then you woke back up and you were just in much danger because that's what happened to him the only time i've ever been dropped in sparring or in a fight was against brendan allen when he hit me with that knee uh and i was like i was totally conscious the whole time and i I knew what was going on but like my body went limp uh my legs kind of gave out and then before i knew it he was on my back choking me so i didn't even have time to really react to anything that's a, for a normal person to hear that, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that fight gave my mom uh, bad feelings about the sport. She was like kind of shook after that one for a while. Well, it probably solidified just bad feelings she's probably already had, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because my brother, he fought for a while, and uh, yeah, man, my mom hated it. Yeah. Hated it. You know, but you know they get to live and learn, right? They they yeah. get to learn to love it once you For get sure. up the ranks. And, and my, my mom group. does love it. She just gets. Uh, I think she's more stressed now that the stakes are higher. Yeah. Well, it's better. You know what I mean for you, right? For sure. The For stakes sure. Are higher. Um, that was in in August, man. Like, what did you do after that? Did you have any like injuries, lingering injuries from the from the camp that you had to take care of, or was it just back to training for you? It was pretty much right back to training. Um, I did have a, a little injury in the gym. Uh, like Towards the end of last year, I, I separated my shoulder, so I was out for a little bit. Um, but I don't really take time out of the gym. Like Even with a, a messed up shoulder, I'm like on the bike, watching practice, whatever. Uh, and then as soon as that was fixed up, I was, I was right back on the mats again. So, uh, no, I haven't really taken any time off at all. How do you recover from a a separated shoulder because you when you see someone separate the shoulder you just see them like pop it back in and they're like all right i'm mm-hmm. ready to go let's fight mm-hmm. so <clears throat> there's so shoulder dislocation which is like 
when your arm is actually out of the socket. Uh, and that one can pop back in and, and guys can kind of continue. Separated shoulders, the AC joint up here. Um, and apparently the, the ligament there is like pretty useless. It doesn't even do anything, but it fucking hurts, man. Like the way it felt when it first happened, I was like, oh, my fucking career's over. Like my arm is so ruined right now. Uh, but it was just jacked up for like probably three weeks before I could get back into like light moving around and wrestling and stuff. And then as soon as I was back on the mats, moving around, it, uh, it kind of healed up pretty quickly. How was that thinking that your career was over or was it just an overreaction for you? I think it's just an overreaction. I, I think anytime a guy gets hurt on the mats, that's like the first thought that pops in your head. You're like, I'm fucking done. This is it for me. I got to go start applying for jobs or something. Um, no, it's it sucks, dude. Any injury sucks a lot. Whenever, you know, from my experience of being in the training room and watching teams train and just training myself and, and someone like really like injures themselves in a practice, there's like this like un uncomfortable silence that comes over the whole room, right? Do you, mm-hmm. do you see that? Do you feel that? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, the, the gym I was at at the time is, like, huge and packed full of guys, so it's a little bit less of that because it's just it's so noisy and busy that you don't really know what's going on everywhere. But uh, for sure, uh, in some gyms, like, a guy gets hurt and you hear, like, a, a scream or, like, continued screaming, and, yeah, it kind of, like, gives bad vibes to the practice. Yeah, definitely, dude. I've seen a few of those, and and uh, after you get all healed up, you know, what I mean, what what's your training schedule looking like? Did you stay up in Canada, or did you go back down to the states? Uh, I was down in the states when it happened. I was there for for a month at that time. Um, came back home, healed up, got back into training here, uh, and then earlier this year, I was back down in Florida for six weeks. Uh, and then came home le- with uh, like four or five weeks left in camp. So I kind of split my camp half and half between Florida and here at home. Do you feel like that that's the best combination for you to prepare for fights? I think so, man. I, I like what I'm doing right now. I-, I go down there a bit further away from the fight, um, get like tons of hard rounds in with like a lot of big guys, super high level guys, see what's working, see what's not working, what do I need to improve on. Um, then I can come back home and, and kind of put more focus on me, work with my coaches, um, teammates that I know and trust, and kind of get specific and clean things up a bit. When you're down there in Florida, do you jump into people's camps or are you just going to practices? Um, I've been there a few times now. So uh, I've got like a, a solid crew of guys, like a bunch of, of good friends that I made down there. I think they'll be friends for life. So uh no, we have uh, we we mesh well, so I kind of know what I'm doing at this point. One thing I noticed about Canadians, and I have a few Canadian friends that I've made in the states, over here in Asia as well. They always have an easy time getting along with everybody. It's just something that you guys are born with. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they say. Canadians are more polite, but uh, I don't know, man. The last few times I went down to the states, down in South Florida, I, I think uh, I, I think they're they're taking that uh, title from us, man. The, the people down in South Florida are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Salter, man, he's, he's only faced pretty much champions or guys that are fighting for titles. And uh, what do you think of his skill set and, and his development throughout the years? He's good, man. He's solid. He's a veteran. He, he's had a ton of fights. Um, like you said, you look at the names on his resume and it's, it's all high level guys. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a tough opponent for sure. Um, a very good grappler, obviously. Good wrestler, good submission guy. 
Um, he's getting a bit older. Uh, he's not super active. I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's kind of on his way out. Yeah, those are two things that I see in him as well, is that he's a little bit older. You know what I mean? He's had a lot of fights. And he's he's a guy that you know, in a way, what he's, his approach is, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to get you down. He wants to take you to the ground. He wants to try to submit you, right? And do you, do you feel like you faced that type of opponent in the past? For sure. I mean, the last one with Vanderford, he's, he's not really like a a huge submission guy, but he's a heavy wrestler. He's a very good wrestler. Um, the guy before that, uh, Fabio Aguiar, was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Uh, he was a solid grappler. He kind of had the same game plan in, in a lot of his other fights. Um, Andre Petrovsky, Colin Huckbody. Uh, yeah, I've, I've faced uh, a bunch of these guys, so um, I'm kind of comfortable with this kind of fight. It's almost in a weird way. Every fight, starting from the Petrovsky fight is kind of build yourself up and leading you into a guy like this, right? Like this guy yeah, that man. has the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu. Yeah, for sure. Man, it's interesting. It, you know, people say it's a striker versus grappler, but do you feel like there's more to that? Yeah, it's MMA, so everyone can do everything to some extent, right? Like John Salter's not, uh, he's not like completely lost on the feet. Like he, he's got a decent left hand. He throws head kicks. He like moves his feet well. Uh, it's just, it's not a strong suit, obviously. Um, and same for me, like, I'm, I'm definitely not just a striker. Like, I, I come from a wrestling gym, and I train with Olympic-level wrestlers, and I've got a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so uh, I'm, I'm not just a striker. I was watching an interview that you did, and you talked about, like, you do pretty much no road work or strength and conditioning. And I was mm-hmm. shocked by that because a lot of guys, when they get to like the bigger promotions, they, that's something that they add mm-hmm. to, their, to their routine. Why have you just not added that? Um, it's not even that I haven't added it. It's that I've subtracted it. I used to do a lot of that shit back in the day. Um, I don't know. I just, I started putting in more time on the mats and, eventually like you can only do so many sessions in a week and you can only be in the gym for so many hours so uh that was what i decided to cut out and i haven't had any issues uh i don't think i've ever been out strength or out conditioned so i'm gonna stick with what i'm doing for sure for sure man you gotta do what works for you man because not everybody needs to do the same exact thing if they are then you become like a robot you know exactly and, uh, you know, down in Florida when you were there, like, who did you get to train with that that's going to benefit you in this upcoming fight? Uh, dude, tons of guys. It's a crazy gym. Um, Gerald Mershart, Derek Brunson, Ong La, um, Logan Storley, uh, Impa Kasanganai, um, Tuco, Brendan Allen. Uh, Delano Taylor, Jason Jackson, um, who? Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Um, yeah, there's like, there's so many guys at that gym, man. I can't, I can't even name them all. Yeah, man. Phenomenal mix of, uh, skill sets there, right there with everybody. Mm-hmm. You got wrestlers, you got jujitsu guys, you got exactly. guys that are just all around good, you know what I mean, fighters. Exactly. And, and then you, when you get up to Niagara, like, you said that you kind of put the game plan together. And, and who are your coaches exactly? Because I think a lot of people don't put, give a lot of shine to the, the top team up there. Yeah, uh, we're finally starting to get some recognition. Like, uh, 
I'm fighting in Bellator. We've we've got a girl at our gym, Jasmine Jasbevicious, who fights in the UFC. Uh, Mike Mallott, who's in the UFC, and then we have Anthony Romero, who just won on the PFL Challenger Series. So we're we're finally, uh, I think we're finally getting on the map. But uh, the head coach here at NTT is Chris Prickett. Um, he was an Olympic alternate wrestler, wrestled his whole life. Uh, now he's been coaching MMA for a long time. Uh, and then we have like a sister gym, Aegis MMA. It's in Oakville here in Ontario. Uh, and uh, the head coach there is Lyndon Whitlock. And uh, he's my striking coach. We'll be seeing a lot more of them in the coming years, man. I noticed. That, Absolutely. You know, like you, like you just mentioned, those, those fighters are the ones that are out there in the major promotions. I'm pretty sure you got a bunch coming up hungry to take spots. Exactly. I'm sure you. Uh, nutrition, man. I know I talked to Jasmine. You do her nutrition. Mm -hmm. You do your nutrition most likely. Is that mm -hmm. something that you enjoy doing? Is it, is it just something that you picked up while you just was as a fighter? Um, so I went to school for medical sciences, and uh, I always planned to, to do more schooling and, and get into something in, in the healthcare field. Um, and then I started fighting, and that kind of took over. But uh, once I started weight cutting and stuff, I kind of like obsessed over nutrition uh, and I did a sports nutrition certification. Then I worked in a, a medical nutrition clinic for like four and a half years and started running my own little nutrition consulting business. And it kind of just like escalated over the years. Uh, probably, probably been doing it just as long as I've been fighting, if not longer. It probably saves you a bunch of money as well, right? Uh, yeah, like not to pay someone else mm -hmm. to, to design my meal plans and stuff for me. Yeah, for sure. What do you expect in this fight, man? Like, you've pretty much blown yourself on the map with the last performance. I think the expectations are really high against John Salter. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's going to look something like the last one. I don't know if it's going to be that quick. I think John Salter's a, a tough, durable guy. But, uh, yeah, I, I expect it to look something like the last one, maybe just a little bit longer. And it also seems like there's no clear contender the next title shot and this fight is probably going to be something that's viewed as someone you know like i think you're in a better position let's just say compared to john salter how do you mm -hmm. view the division right now for sure yeah i think this fight me and salter and then uh musasi and edwards so those are the two fights to watch um maybe winners get matched up or or maybe uh one of the winners goes to the title shot but uh i think we're the four guys in the picture for sure and with the last title fight with Evelyn and, and Tokov, did you expect Evelyn to be able to do that to Tokov? Because I think a lot of people expected a, a closer fight. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be closer. Um, I don't think Tokov fought a great fight. Uh, to be honest, well, I haven't I haven't watched a ton of Tokov, but I've heard he's pretty good, and I didn't think he looked great. But maybe maybe that just shows how good Johnny Evelyn is. I don't know. Is that is that something that you don't do really? Is watch fights? You know, I talk to fighters all the time, and they don't. Some of them they don't even watch any fights. They're just like I'm. I'm training all the time. I'm preparing for fights. I'm not watching these fights, man. Like it's just I have other things to do in my life. No, if I'm home and they're on live, I'm gonna watch them for sure. But uh, I'm not one of the guys that like sits at home in between practice and watches fights all day. All right, man, March 31st, Belter 293. Go in the descriptions, download the All-Star app. Thank you, Aaron, man, so much for the time and all the best in the fight. Um, yeah, Thank you. It's a, it's a very important one.
very, very important. For sure. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, man.